I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. To Canto by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily! Hi Brittany. How are you? I'm very sleepy. How are you? Same. I just woke up like 40 something minutes ago. So I'm good. Had to work earlier today. Had to, had to kill a spider today, so that wasn't good. That was very tiring, killing a spider. Yeah, because it was my Monday, and I got up, and I was about to take a shower, and then all of a sudden, this, like, black widow was just chilling by my shower, so I had to go get some bleach and kill it, and then I went back, and it was still moving, so I had to go back and get the bleach and then kill it, and then I feared for my life in the shower, so that was a great way to start start off my work Monday. And now I was thinking, like, a daddy long legs or something. No, okay, black widow I'm not going to deal with. Dude, those things could kill you. Yeah. We don't have those here. Oh, God. They're awful. We get a bunch of them here in California. They're scary. I don't like spiders. I don't know why. I've never had, like, a traumatic moment with a spider. But I just don't like them. No, they're gross. Yeah. But... Because you don't like birds, right? Ugh. No. Do you, ha- do you have, like, a traumatic moment with a bird? No, I just don't like them. Is it just because, like, they have, like, little legs and they can fly, or, like, what? They're dinosaurs, and that's creepy. <laughs> They're dinosaurs, and that's creepy. I thought you liked dinosaurs. I like dinosaurs, but, well, in theory, I like dinosaurs. Because I don't ever have to worry about, like, meeting a dinosaur. Mm. Also, dinosaurs are cool looking and birds are creepy and gross and mm. scary. Well, I forget if it's the crocodile or the alligator that's considered a dinosaur also. Probably both. I don't, maybe. I don't remember. Well, because mm. it's, it's just like they haven't, like, they've been the same for for many, like, longer than most in terms of, like, their evolutionary. Like, they just stopped and then were just, like, crocodiles and or alligators for a very long time. What about turtles? Are you afraid of turtles? They're like really old. They, they're really mm, old too. I'm not or tortoises. Like, I'm not scared of them. I think they're kind of cool. But snapping turtles are a bit scary. I wonder where those giant tor- you know those like giant ass tortoises, like the ones that can live up to like a hundred and something years old. Where are the Where are those from? The Galapagos, right? Galapagos, yeah. I mean, I'm sure other places too, but. Yeah, because it's like I see them at the zoo and I'm like, I wonder where I can like walk around somewhere and just see this giant ass fucking turtle just chilling. But don't the Galapagos also have the 
Komodo dragons because I'm never going anywhere those fuckers are. <laughs> Probably. Because those are maybe the scariest animals alive. I don't know. I believe the scariest animals alive are the ones that could fucking eat you. Like those, like, uh, even though killer whales are beautiful, they can eat you. Uh, great white sharks could eat you. Alligators or, I forget, crocodiles are the bigger ones. Crocodiles could eat you. Komodo yeah. dragon bit off the toe of Sharon Stone's husband. Fuck. And also they have all sorts of, like, diseases and shit. Oh, really? They're like, and their saliva, I don't like, I don't know if it's that their saliva is, like, actually venomous or it's just that it has, like, so much bacteria in it. And they can run super fucking fast. You always want to be with an animal that you can outrun. Yes. I would, I mean, I prefer, <laughs> I prefer to be around animals. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I don't know, I, I, but I think, then again, it's like, I think that a cat could outrun you. Your dog could outrun you, technically. Yeah, and if my dog, like, if my dog, like, you know, like, if you're watching, like, oh, White God or one of those, like, killer dog movies, like, if you're watching Cujo, then maybe that's a problem. <laughs> but hmm. if it's like a little, like, corgi or something, I'm not too concerned. I love those little guys. Welcome to our animal podcast. Yeah. Reporting live from the zoo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, well, we have news this week. Oh, yeah, we totally do. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, we're recording this on the first day of filming. Yay. Happy filming episode nine day. The last of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. And, like, JJ tweeted out a photo and everybody, like, fucking flipped out about it. Oh, shit. Or was it John Boyega who tweeted that? No, or was it John Boyega who who tweeted it? Somebody tweeted it. Yeah, John Boyega was posting a bunch of Instagram shots today of him working out in what they call the Star Wars gym. (laughs) There was one that was, like, a shot of the camera. Yeah, I saw the shot of the camera. And it was, like, and you can sort of, like, you can see... You can see John, like, super blurry. And everybody was, like, posting shit about it already. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I can deal with 18 months of this. <laughs> I know, because at least J.J. Abrams would post, not J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson would post those, like, pictures every now and then of stuff. But I, I don't see shit from this picture with the camera. I don't even see John in the background. I just see a... Uh, it doesn't even look like a camera. I, oh no, oh, I see episode nine, like the Roman numerals, but that's about it. That's the only thing I recognize. I don't know cameras. I'm not in that field of expertise. I'm going to see if I can find this one. Because somebody was like, is that like Ray with a Padawan braid? And I'm like, what the shit are you talking about? People just want to see. Okay, so it looks like. Okay, so now looking at it, it looks like someone's sitting down. Okay, no, I see. Okay, I see it now. Further away, so he's he's sitting down. It looks like he's in like a a ship of something. I I, I hate speculating. Yeah, and shit, it looks like it looks like that's probably like that could be Ray next to him. Yeah. 
Could be Ray. Could be Rose. But also, it could be. Well, I don't think it's Rose. Cause it, I mean, from it, I mean, well, it's super blurry, but it looks like a white person. Yeah. No. But also, it's blurry as fuck, and it's like a shot, and the, I mean, who? I just, I can't, I can't, I can't have this mentality already. It's a year and a half away, and it's the first day of filming. I mean, I, I swear to God, like, if you wouldn't have mentioned this image, like, I wouldn't have even seen it. So. Dude, it was all over my timeline. That's funny. I gotta get off Twitter. <laughs> it's bad mm. for my mental health. <laughs> Between this and some of the stuff that'll come up when we talk about casting, I'm just... just you know, it just on any given day, whether I think all of the speculation and theories are fun or super annoying is basically a flip of the coin. Yeah. <sighs> Star Wars fans, man. <laughs> but all right. Um, well, they announced that. No one's coming back for episode nine. They're getting all brand new. No, uh, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Dom Hall Gleason, Kelly Tran, Jonas Sumato, can't pronounce his name, and Billy Lord. And joining the cast is Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell, who will be joined by veteran actors Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, and Billy D. Williams, who will rep- reprise his role as Lando. Um, who is Richard E. Grant? Look him up because he's been in everything ever. So it's time for him to be in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. A lot of, like, UK stuff. I believe he was originally, uh, from South Africa. Hmm. But, Um, I mean, he was, you know, he's just in in, like, a shit ton of stuff. So tell me why the top stories of him is rumors that he's oh, playing your favorite blue yeah. boy. Oh my god, this is what I wanted to talk about. <sighs> this is actually a thing that people think that he's going to play Thrawn. Yeah. I mean, okay. I just like is that a character you're just going to suddenly throw in in the th- last movie of your trilogy? Like, that would seem, like, incredibly weird to me. Like, all of a sudden, like, Thrawn just shows up in the third movie? Like, that'd be insane. Like, what, is he gonna show up with Ezra on the fucking space whales? Is that how this is Oh my is god, work? I will, I will burn down Star Wars. But yeah, that's what I just, I don't know, I just... It's the whole, it's the Ray's mom thing all over again. Or it's when any woman is cast, oh, it's Mara Jade, you know? Like, can't, can't we just have new characters? Yeah. And I get, I, like, literally, I think it's because Richard E. Grant is, like, tall and skinny. And he has, like, cheekbones. I mean, look, like, he could, yeah, it's somebody, like, okay, like, theoretically, if you were casting Thrawn, he's a guy you could cast. But he could also be literally a billion people. 
Yeah. I'm looking through his movie list and I don't recognize anything. Okay, Jackie. Yeah, I recognize that. He's great, though. Like, his big, big, like, one of his most, like, it was, like, um, With Nail and I, which is a great movie. But also, you know, like, he's in, like, he's on, like, tons of TV shows as a guest star. He's done, oh, he was in Spice World, according to my Twitter timeline. A ton of people know him from that. Uh, but, and he was in Gosford Park. He's just one of those super reliable character actors. What was he doing in Spice World? I don't know. I haven't seen Spice World. He had some bad facial hair. I saw that because somebody tweeted out a picture. Hmm. Oh, God. He's in that Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Have you seen that trailer? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. It's bad. It's like... What they're trying to do is that they're recreating these Disney movies, but they're putting this weird-ass twist on them. Like how fucking Jim, whatever his name is, or I forget that one director, he's re- he's redoing um, Dumbo. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Couldn't it's gonna be shit! I mean, I'm still gonna see it. Okay, but, so. I mean, okay, but, uh, I mean, the Nutcracker isn't I mean, you can't just be like, oh, it's that Disney movie they're remaking. It's the Nutcracker. Hmm. I mean, I don't particularly give a shit about the Nutcracker because I'm not into dance. But... Yeah, it looks weird. Is it, is it... Is it... Like... Is it a ballet? Like, is that what they're doing? Is the movie, like, dancing and shit? They're dancing in the movie, but they're making it more like a weird-ass, like, drama thing. Like, the girl goes into the four realms, and she has to save the fourth one or something. And, like, there's something bad okay. in the, the fourth realm. Because they announced this movie, like, a long-ass time ago, right? Like, yeah, two they sh- years ago, I feel like they, they announced showed us, this movie. They showed us a preview at D23, and they had some dude named Little Buck go on the stage and dance. <laughs> Okay, because I, I feel like I first heard about this movie at last Comic-Con. Like, not the Is most it? recent one, the one before that. Probably. Oh, he's playing the Snow Realm King. Okay. I, I, I look at him and I go, okay, you could be a Snow Realm King. <laughs> he's um, our Snow Realm yeah. King. <laughs> no. But, yeah, I mean... Like, um, I'm ex- yeah, I'm-, I'm excited to have confirmation for Carrie... Russell, I'm excited to have con- like official confirmation for Billy D. Williams. Um, Naomi Aki, I don't know, but from like the stuff I've I've read about her, she seems awesome. She's supposed to be great, um, and it's also like really good to see a like woman of color in Star Wars again. Like I hope they don't like kill off the black woman after five minutes of screen time this time, but we'll see. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really, it's really great. Um, I'm going to mention this briefly, but Gwendolyn and Benicio were not on the list. 
but uh, that doesn't matter because they. I I don't want to speculate if they're going to move. They're going to be in the movie or not because they're probably going to be in the movie. But I mean, I don't really care. But I know that a bunch of people are going to be like, oh, speculation. They're not going to be in the movie. I mean, like obviously they probably I mean, are. It's just like to think like like obviously if they are in the movie, which I do like again like coin toss whether they are or not. I I. Unfortunately, I'm almost positive that Phasma's going to be in this movie. But, yeah. of course, they're not going to put them in the list, because that's instant spoilers. Yeah. Didn't they put her on the list last time, though? I don't remember. Okay. If anyone knows, just uh, send us an email. Yeah. Yeah, King um, Tom, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> <Not kidding. laughs> I'm glad they. I'm glad they just straight up said Mark Hamill's going to be in it. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I didn't think they were going to do that. I think I think you just gotta. I mean, mm-hmm. partially for Mark Hamill's sanity. Mm-hmm. But that's it's 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 really hard to keep secret, and there's no point in keeping that secret because yeah. we all know that like Force Ghosts exist, and everybody sort of assumes we're gonna see him in yeah. s- one form or another. So just announcing it, like people are still gonna be like, okay, but how are we gonna see him, and what's he gonna do? But that's fine. But I didn't want a year and a half of, oh my god, is he going to be in this movie or is he not going to be in this movie? I mean, I assumed he was going to be in this movie anyways, but I too agree that I think it's great that we have like confirmation because usually JJ is the kind of dude that's just, just like, I don't know, is he going to be in the movie? So it's really cool that he's like laying all the cards on the table being like, all right, here you go. This is, this is what we're going to see in the movie. So props to him. But... Um, probably some of the biggest news other than Lando's back is, um, I'm going to read this from the article in StarWars.com. The role of, the role of Leia Organa will once again be played by Carrie Fisher using previously unreleased footage shot from Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Uh, J.J. Abrams says, we desperately love Carrie Fisher. Finding a, a truly satisfying conclusion to the Star Wars saga without her eluded us. We were never going to recast you CG or you as a CG character. With the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in episode nine by using unseen footage we shot together in episode seven. That's surprising to me. Okay. I have many thoughts on this. The first I will say, uh, like, all right. Again, I'm really glad they just, they came, they come out and said it. Because look, this isn't, like, even more so than the Mark thing, this isn't just, you know, oh, what's Leia going to be doing? Like, you just got to tell people. Mm-hmm. Because Carrie died, and it's and it's sad and horrible, and that's not something you play around with. Like, as much as, as Abrams loves his mystery box bullshit, you, you can't do it, anything like this. And... <sighs> I'm 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 really glad they say, you know, we're not going to do CG. I'm glad they say they're not going to recast. I never like that was never even an option for me. Like I knew that wasn't ever going to happen. Like as much as like those the, like stupid it should be Meryl Streep like bullshit like petitions and garbage like that. Just I knew they weren't going to do that because you just you can't. Mm. Um, but I I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to wait and see what this footage actually is. It's it's interesting to me that it's from The Force Awakens. 
Yeah. Um, I don't like how she was written in in The Force Awakens. I thought how she was oh. written. Yeah, I I thought that all of the returning characters in The Force Awakens, not th- not that they were written badly, but like I just, it just it didn't connect with me as much as I thought it would. Like obviously seeing you know the True Home trailer, like totally you know, but I don't know. There's just something about like some of the stuff like they would say and like their actions and their mannerisms that didn't really feel to me like. I didn't feel like Leia, like, it, it did, but at the same time, like, there are some things that she would do and say, and I'm like, I don't know, but I I didn't feel like that in The Last Jedi, though. Like, I feel like her and Luke were written beautifully, and that their stories in that movie were just beautifully told. Like, you can see the toll on the war on her, and, you know, she lost everything. Like, she lost her husband, she lost her son, she lost her brother. And you, you can see that through, like, her acting. Like, her acting in, the, in, in The Last Jedi was probably her best. Yeah. Which is why I'm sad that they're not going to use some of that footage. But at the same time, like, maybe the footage from that movie makes more sense to use than The Last Jedi. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's so hard to to think about what this footage could be that could be in any way, like, satisfying as an ending. And I don't want to, like, dismiss it because I, you know, I mean, as much as JJ f- frustrates me a lot, I have quite a bit of faith in him. Yeah. And I imagine, like, this was a really, like, hard decision and they were pouring over that footage. On the other hand, like, to me, like, I don't just want, like, some throwaway scenes with her, you know? Like, if those scenes don't mean something, and if they're not important to the story, then I'd rather it just be, like, we're starting the movie with her funeral, you know? That's what I expected. Like, I thought that's how it was going to happen, like... I could have seen, like, Lando come to her, like, show up at her funeral, and that was, like, how he was going to be introduced to the story. Yeah, and I was so, so, like, when everybody was, like, super excited about this, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, because on the one hand, we get to see Leia again, but I'm, I'm really hoping that there was something in, like, one of the, like, shooting scripts where there was something super cool and important that she got to do that for some reason got cut. But it, it's sort of hard to imagine that, you know? Yeah, and, you know, who knows? Like, maybe they filled something for, like, a flashback or a flash forward. Like, maybe she does something really important in a flashback, but... You know, who knows at this point, but I feel like that would be, like, a kind of, like, cool surprise is seeing some scenes, like, being, like, a force back or, like, a force forward, you know? You, you never know at this point. But, I don't know, like, I don't get me wrong, like, I, I think that's, like, fantastic that she's gonna, you know, continue being in this saga or the last, you know, chapter in the saga, but... I don't know how they're going to do it. And, you know, they say they're not going to use the CG, but, like, I don't get how you're not... Because, obviously, like, they're going to have to change, like, the outfit that she's in. Because it's going to be obvious that, you know, they took footage from The the Force Awakens. So, I don't know how they're going to do that, but I'm confident that they're going to do that well. Because Lucasfilm was really good with um, CG and other 
skills because yeah I don't know uh, I wonder how big uh, obviously like she's probably not gonna have like as big as a role because the last movie you know she was she had a pretty big role in the last movie so it's probably gonna be a little smaller probably even smaller than what she had in the Force Awakens I mean it would have to be yeah like, if it's just unused footage, I mean, I don't know. I'm so, I'm very nervous about this. Yeah. I don't blame you. Like, I'm, like, I'm trying to just have, have faith in the movie. And, like, I don't want to say there's no way that it can be good. But it's something I'm really, like, really worried about. Because, because of how important Leia is to me. Yeah. But- like, I'd rather not see her at all than see her used badly. Yeah, I'm I'm so surprised that they're doing this. I did not think that they were going to go this route. Huh, but I don't know. You know, I hope for the best. You know, like they, they're starting to film today. So like they probably have like a bunch of ideas. Obviously, they already have a script because they are, they've already shown it to Bobby Iger because they have to go through him first. So, <sighs> but who knows? But it's gonna be a long couple months of uh, seeing, you know, them on location and places, and seeing pictures of the things they put on social media. But oh yeah, episode nine coming soon. Just kidding. Oh yeah, and there was the the line that this is in the cast announcement that this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Mm. Nice. And for the Skywalker saga to die. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, no, like, sadly, all the Skywalkers are, you know, no more. Like, it'll probably end Kylo, you know? <sighs> but, anyways, um, I have some big Galaxy's Edge news. Okay, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to an explanation of this one. Cause can I read what the first line of the notes is? Yep. Okay, so just like, like we do show notes, and because we trade back and forth when we're editing the show, and so whoever is editing the show that week does the show notes. And under the heading "Galaxies Ed's News," it just says in all caps, "Big Bird." <laughs> and I don't know if that's like—I mean, for me, like "Big Bird" is odd. There's only one thing that "Big Bird" is, and that's yeah. "Big Bird." Mm-hmm. But it also could be a bird that is big. And but I'm kind of just hoping that Big Bird's hanging out at Galaxy's Edge. What do you think Big Bird is? At. I mean, is it like? I mean. A code that you're using yeah. in terms like it, that's they're referencing something mm-hmm. because then they're it's like how they're referring to the Falcon, but I don't know why you would bother. Not you. I mean, I, d- I don't like. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why Disney would bother. <laughs> I don't know why they would bother with something that's not Disney brand. So in Orlando, their code name for the Falcon is Big Bird and. Um, they're doing a lot of work. Like they're basically almost done with this ride. 
they're already getting people to ride it. They got in Orlando, they've already had 30 people ride this ride. Unfortunately, I don't know anyone that has. I'm trying to get information on people that have ridden this ride, trying to get, you know. I would imagine that they signed some serious non disclosure agreements. I mean, think about it. So, usually for these things, they get like. They get families of Disney employees that have been working there for many years. So you're going to get, like, mm-hmm. your the wives and the girlfriends and the sisters and the brothers or even the friends. You know, they're going to sign an ND, like, a no-disclosure thing, but they're obviously going to say something. Like, you know, people for Star Wars do that, too, but we find out that, what, like, they're filming here. Like, this person's going to do this. Like, Snoke got dead, you know? Like, we still find out all these things because people can't keep their mouths shut. So... I believe that we will be able to get at least some news because, you know, like, you know, people, those people tell those people things. And that's how Brittany finds out information because Brittany's very nosy. And yes, but um, so 2021, the the idea of the idea of ride spoilers makes me laugh a lot. I mean, people are sensitive to everything. So, I mean, um, so 2021 is the 50th anniversary of Disney World. So that's when they want to finish everything, which is like everything included is the hotel. Because what they're doing is connecting the hotel to the park. Like I told like way back in November, they announced it sometime in like January or February or something. But yeah, um, obviously, you know, they're going to have the park open for people, but they're obviously going to still be working on shit. So they want to be 100% done with everything in Orlando by 2021. And, you know, it's it's interesting because they keep saying that everything is going to be the same in both parks. And that's a bunch of horse shit because you look at the size of Hollywood Studios. You look at the side of Disneyland, the size of Disneyland. There is absolutely no fucking room at Disneyland. They should have fucking torn down Toontown to just put Galaxy's Edge there because it's like they literally have no room. Like they had to tear down office buildings just to fit Galaxy's Edge into this park. Like it's going to be so claustrophobic. By the way, that I love that you are basically the villain from Who Frames Roger Rabbit saying that they should tear down Toontown. <laughs> they should. Like that place is a piece of shit. Like no one likes Toontown. I have never met a person that's like I want to go to Toontown. Like I will fucking leave if you say you want to go to Toontown. Like with the Disney the, the people that I introduced to Disney, like they ask, "Okay, like what should I avoid? Toontown." Don't even bother. Like, you see okay. the sign, don't okay, go Okay, but you in. also like riding around in a car, so... Hey! I don't know how much I actually trust It's your nostalgia! It's been there for, like, 50 years. You gotta respect it. Just like, you know, like, the Matterhorn. Like, that ride's really bumpy and stuff, but you go on it because you respect the ride. It's fun. Excuse me! Cars is not... Okay, I don't know what that ride used to be, but you want to go to car... Like, that movie is not very old. No, like the the cars, you know, I'm t- talking about Autopia, not the cars ride at California Adventure. That's fun. You go in one of the Radiator Springs racers, you go around Radiator Springs, and then you race at the end. It's fun. It's cute. 
and it gets a bunch of laughs and it's, it's, it's a fun little ride but yeah like on Autopia you just drive around in a car you look around at the scenery at Disney it's nice and relaxing like you want one of those rides where you can just sit down and kind of do nothing just like chill for a little bit you know like that's why they have the people mover at the Magic Kingdom so that you can sit down look at your fast passes and be like hey like let's do this next you know like it's nice to relax every once in a while and it's nice to do that on a ride what's wrong with Toontown so it just it's there's nothing really there like it's it's basically for kids like they have why do you hate Roger Rabbit oh no it's just for kids in Disneyland the amusement <laughs> hey. park everyone's Disneyland's for everyone but Toontown is just specifically for little children like all the rides and everything like they have like you can go to Minnie Mouse's house and Mickey Mouse's house I don't know why the fuck they live in separate houses if they're like married but I don't know well because like, it, it's Disney yeah I don't know are they married I mean like I assumed that they I never were married. thought they were married I thought they, they I just... thought they were living in sin <laughs> they were living <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe they're just very, like, very separate people. Like, you know, they like living in their own. Like, I have cousins who, like, they live with each other, but, like, they live in, like, separate parts of the house. Like, my cousin lives in the wood side of the house, and then his domestic partner lives in, like, they're, like, domestic. Like, they're not married. They're, like, you know, like, the domestic partnership or whatever. But, like, she lives on, like, uh-huh. the other side of the house. And she has everything, like, decorated, like, how she wants to on her side of the house. It's interesting. But that's basically Minnie and Mickey's house. Like, Mickey's house is, like, decorated to, like, what Mickey Mouse wants. And then Minnie, ha- Minnie Mouse's house is, like, decorated all pink and purple and shit. And then you can take pictures of them. And then, like, there are these, like, little rides. Like, there's a Roger Rabbit ride. And it's just a bunch of, like, yelling. or Like, I don't know why, but, like, Roger Rabbit just gives me a headache. <laughs> but yeah avoid avoid toontown at all costs like it just it's a bunch of like it, it's all cartoony and just looks really cheaply made and like everything's all dirty. yeah but you're not you're not you're not six yeah that's that's why you should avoid like toontown. maybe if i'm maybe if i'm yeah but in, you but that's not a reason to tear it down if i'm six maybe i want to go see minnie mouse's house that's true, but I mean, like, you could put Minnie Mouse's house anywhere. Like, I feel like they could easily do that at, like, one of the other parks. Like, you could have, like, a little area at the other park where you could go to Minnie and Mickey's house because they're turning the other park into Avengerland. It's going to be Avenger and Pixar Land. That's what they're doing with the other park. Because that's what they're doing with Hollywood Studios right now is that they just built um, a giant um, Toy Story Land and they put, like, a slinky dog ride. They put a bunch of other stuff. Looks really cool. But, um... Yeah, well, back to the Falcon. Um, they have actually, they have pilots testing the ride out. Like, they have, like, very professional pilots. Like, serious pilots, like, come out and ride it. So, that's cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's all the Galaxy's Edge news that I have from my awesome sources so yeah i mean it's it's really cool that you know they have like a code word and everything too and that people have already started writing it like or like are gonna write it soon like that's huge but i wish there were more rides i mean uh, i mean uh, i imagine ride testing is a super lengthy super involved process oh yeah 
because, you know, because there are trial runs and everything. Like, you probably have to sign a bunch because, like, anything could happen when you ride a ride for the first time, for the very first time. Like, something could go wrong. Like, they don't talk about that stuff. Like, Disney does not talk about all of the injuries and deaths that happen. Like, they have this thing. Oh, gee, I am so shocked that Disney doesn't talk about people dying on their rides. I mean, they talk about fucking kids getting eaten by alligators, but they don't talk about how people have actually died in the parks because they have a little thing where they say, oh, no one has actually died here. It's a bunch of horse shit. Like, you go on Wikipedia, you go on Reddit, and you see all the posts of, like, people falling off rides and losing limbs and shit. It's scary. Yeah, but they're, de- like, they're not declared dead at the scene, are they? So they didn't fucking die at Disneyland. <sighs> Unfortunately. Now I really... There's this awesome book. Um, It is by Cory Doctorow. And it is called Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom. And it's about this sort of, like, future dystopia type thing where people, like, live in the Disney parks. Like, there's a whole, like society there dude that's sick and you get oh and it's it's super you can uh cory stuff is all up um like he has like you know like it's all like professionally published novels and you can buy them but you can also on his website find like free ebook copies because he's super big on on like copyright reform but i highly recommend that one it's a lot of fun because hmm. it's like all and there's all this like like conspiracy stuff that's going on and it's just it's as it did as for people who are disney fans i don't know how it reads but for me i think it's hilarious i mean like i'm a big disney fan but um yeah man disney like as a as a disney fan i say that a lot of like hardcore disney fans are hilarious like i don't know if i've ever told you this but i've applied for some internships at disney and obviously I'm here, so I didn't get them because literally like four of these because you can do like college internships for Disney. But you have to literally tell them that you'd suck Mickey Mouse's balls just to like work at Disney. Like you have to be like, I love Disney so much. You have to have, like fucking cry on the phone every time to like get into like these internships because that's what because Brandy's done. Brandy's done like a, my sister. She's done a bunch of them. And she always tells me that. She's like, yeah, I cry every time or I fake cry every time just so that, you know, I get it. Like, it's crazy the people that they hire, you know, like they hire these people that are just so like into Disney, into everything. Like they hire these Disney obsessed people, but, you know, they only want these internships so they can get like free access to the park. Like, even though they make them work 90 hours a week, like you got to go to Epcot whenever you want, you know, so. I it's. It's one of those things that I'm sort of, like, fascinated by that subculture. Mm-hmm. Just as a sort of in by any of these, like, really niche, like, obsessive fans. But it just, it sort of baffles me. Yeah, Disney fans are some of the most interesting people you'll ever meet. Like, you know, my sister would tell me stories of people being like, oh, who's your OTP Disney couple? Or who's your favorite Disney character? Or if you could be a Disney character, who would you be? Like, these people are, like, so, like, obsessed of just, they, they think about they think about this all the time. Like, they go to the parks, they take those, like, Instagram-worthy photos and, like, that's that's all they want to do is just take these photos of like i'm at the castle or it's it's crazy i mean look 
we do a Star Wars podcast. I mean, but I'm not going to like but Galaxy's Edge no, and being like, yeah, take no. my picture, you know? Well, you totally did, though. I mean, I didn't take a my I didn't take a picture of me at Galaxy's Edge. I just took pictures. Well, well you were just talking about how like you're gonna you're like want to like track down people who went on this ride and shit. I mean, I have my sources. I'm like I'm staring at a felt director Orson Krennic that I paid somebody on Etsy to design and make for me. Oh my god. Hey, but uh speaking of men- But those Disney fuckers are weird. <laughs> uh, but speaking of um Mendo, uh did you um you, you read something with Mendo in it recently? I did. Um the uh Darth Vader annual number 2 that Chuck Wendig wrote. Um it was uh Leonard Kirk did the the art um yeah it's really cool because it's it's vader and tarkin and krennic so it's set um i would be guessing like yeah like several years prior to to rogue one because it's before galen took off with his family like before they ran, and um, it's it's. I don't want to like go too big into plot because I know not everybody's read it yet. But the upshot is that there have been uh, like sabotage has been happening at Project Stardust, and Vader goes to find out who's behind it. And it's cool because before that you get, um, you get the Emperor telling Vader that Tarkin is in control of him, basically. Being like, hey, you gotta do everything that Tarkin says. Which was sort of fun. And then, yeah, so then he goes off to Genosis to investigate. And there he meets, of course, Director Krennic. And it's pretty, like, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's short. It's, you know, it's only, like, it's, like, 30 pages or so. But it was cool to see all of those characters interacting together. Hmm. That's cool. I know, I haven't read that yet, so I'm excited to get on it. I'm behind, though, because, like, the last one was Tarkin, like, hunting down Vader or something. So that sounds interesting. Oh, yeah, like, this is, like, you know, the annual, like, whenever there's an annual, like, that's something you can sort of just read on its own. Because they expect those to draw in new audiences, like, people who don't pick up the monthly book. So, there, you know, there's stuff, I'm sure there's stuff that happened before that would, like, illuminate some of this. And there's stuff at the end that I won't get into because that would be a spoiler that maybe they're going to pick up on later in the book. But for the most part, you can just read this on its own. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to... And there's some, there's some really, like... Yeah, there's... Because there's also this woman who is, like, helping Vader investigate. And she has some cool insight on, on Tarkin and Krennic <laughs> that's really spot on. And makes me love Chuck Wendig. 
so goddamn much because I just it's like when you find writers who have the same vision of a character that you do it's really cool that's awesome then (laughs) well hmm. was it a lot of Mendo or was it like like percentage wise like how much Mendo do we get in this comic it's it's a small amount. It's a decent amount of Mendo. Hmm. How do they like, draw Mendo? It um, it's recognizable, and it's not like gross tracing like what's his name does in the main Star Wars comic. Hmm. But you know, it's 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 decent. I I liked the art. I'm a little bit. I mean, especially with especially with Krennic, but I'm sort of like picky with my comic art, and I like this okay. And there's some like the, the Krennic stuff aside. There's some really good panels in this book. That's cool. I'm glad then. Hmm. Oh well, you also watched the Clone Wars, uh, the beginning of season five. Yes, I watched I watched half of an arc this time because the arc is like four episodes and I didn't have time. So I just watched the first two and it is the, um, now you get the names of the episodes. Come on, scroll down. Oh, it was a war on two fronts and front runners. And it is the war on Andron arc. And so we're basically the planet has been um, under separatist control because this guy overthrew the guy who was like actually king and named himself king and then he like makes a deal with the separatists so it starts out with anakin in the jedi council basically saying hey we should train people there to be terrorists i mean you know you can call them insurgents or rebels but you know yeah you know it's terrorist tactics and obi-wan's pretty against it but Eventually, the council decides, yeah, go train these people. And um, so Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka and Rex all go to the planet. And Lux is there. And we meet Saw Gerrera and his sister, whose name I don't remember. Shockingly. Oh, Stella. Yeah, Stella. And... It's weird. Like, I get that I'm like watching this backwards in terms of both canon and just like chronological order in terms of our world but it was it was weird to see like young saw <laughs> that's funny i was reading your tweets when you were talking and about I did... that <laughs> well yeah because i'm like wait that saw like i was genuinely like i d- it, like i didn't pick up on it at first that i was him um Okay, there's a couple things I liked. I like that 
you you again have this thing with Anakin being like, hey, no, we should totally train them to kill people and be terrorists. And Obi-Wan's like, um, hey, that's kind of fucked up. But, you know, nobody yet is, is willing to or able to see where Anakin's path is going. But I, I like that we're getting we're getting some more of that. Uh, I kind of like I like Saw. I, I like Stila a lot. Um, I really they do this whole thing between her and Ahsoka and Lux, where like they're both jealous of like attention that Lux play that pays to them each, and I like I hate that shit. Like the fact like they don't with as few female characters that they have in major roles in this that they go to the whole like jealous girl thing really bugged me like a lot yeah especially when they do that with someone like ahsoka like a lead female like i just hate how they have to bring that story to like ahsoka because ahsoka's way better than that little jealousy thing like even like that's out of her character to be like oh lux like why are you making out with stella what the fuck you know it's just it's so it's stupid and i get it's a kid show and i feel like that happens to like all kids shows where like the jealousy thing but it's like you know it's like the the whole like pitting women against each other kind of thing you know it's like we don't need to do that yeah we don't need to do that and like yeah like you don't have enough female characters to be doing that and it's, like, the only thing for, like, fucking Dave Filoni to be like, oh, well, you know, there's going to be two women on screen, so, like, let's have them, like, fucking argue over this dude or not even, like, subtly argue. It's like, come on, fucking Dave. And, like, the fact that the fact that this is... Ha- like, it's not like they're going to high school and it's this Betty and Veronica bullshit where you don't have anything more important to worry war. about. Like, yeah, you're in the middle... Like, you're training a rebellion... You're you're training like fighting tactics to save your planet, and you're like taking time to do this petty bullshit. It re I just ugh. It's just such a stupid sexist cliche, and it's a shame because I feel like I could really like this this story arc without that, because I I really like this chick. Like, I think she's really fucking cool. I like this whole, like, you know, insurgent force thing. I like that at the end of the... Because the second episode ends with them voting her to be their leader over Saw. And I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I I feel like it weakens the character when you have, like, a, you know, battle of, like, who gets the boy, you know? It's like, we don't need that in animation. We don't need that. We don't fucking need that at all And that type of entertainment because it's like come on like this show's like you know like this show is for kids you know like this was on Cartoon Network like we don't need to imprint that in kids minds that like everything has to be a fucking competition with like men like you can't just you know it's like you can't just but can't just be friends with men like you know like it's just it's such a cliche story arc and it's something that Rebels never did which was, you know, you know, you go back to, you know, like when I would talk about Rebels, they'd be like, well, Clone Wars never did this. Like, that's the thing that Rebels never did is that they never did, like, the jealousy thing or anything. Like, they always had, like, Hera and Kanan together. And, like, that was it. Like, that was really, like, the only romance. Like, here and there, Ezra would fl- flirt with Sabine. But it was never, like, a, 
oh, well, there's another guy. I'm jealous. I'm going to fight him or I'm, you know, but, you know, I'm really glad that Rebels never did that. Yeah, I just, I fear. Yeah, I find it, I find it super tiring. Mm -hmm. I don't blame you. Like, that's, (sighs) but there was, (sighs) you, (laughs) okay. No, No, go ahead. No, what are you going to say? No, I was oh. going to move on. So if you have anything to say about these episodes, Yeah, they're all go just ahead. blur anyways to me. I should be watching these with you, but I don't. <laughs> uh, but anyways, oh, I know where we're going. Okay, let's do this. You you watched something too. Yeah. You uh you watched Crash? Not, not the uh, Oscar winning, quite frankly, piece of garbage Paul Haggis movie, but the 1996... David Cronenberg movie uh, having no idea who David Cronenberg is or what kind of movie he makes. This was the weirdest porno I've ever watched. It's not a porno. Everyone's having sex. It is a psycho... (laughs) Yeah, but porn involves actual sex, and this is just this is just implied sex. I guess, but dude, when they're fucking in the car like, and she's asking about the other dude's anus, like, oh my god. Like that was, it is a it is a psychosexual thriller. I guess you. Could, I mean, maybe it's an erotic thriller, but I find that it's really not really erotic, dude. It is. Yeah, it's about people who who get off on on uh, like car accidents and like there's some like amputee fetishism, which is pretty disturbing. Yeah, like, there's some chick, I guess her vagina doesn't work anymore, and she has a lesion in her leg, so what does the main character do? He just fucks her leg. It's great. She enjoys it. He enjoys it. Everyone enjoys a good leg. Fuck not. Like, why do people have sex with legs? Like, I... Like, you know, when I first, like... When I first, like, saw, like, that he... Because it's like... I saw that he was looking at her legs, and I'm like, okay, like, he could... But no, like, she had, like... Apparently the lesion in her leg, like, haha, looked like a vagina, and, like, that's... Yeah, like, literally, uh, I mean, <laughs> okay, I can't believe you watch Crash. <laughs> I mean, compared to, like, movies like The Human Centipede, like, this is nothing. Like, if, Emily, I would, have you ever seen The Human Centipede? No, I can't deal with that garbage. I mean, I watch Crash, like, I, I want you to review, I want, like, me, me. I mean, I know you're reviewing the. You're watching the Clone Wars right now, but like when you're done with the Clone Wars. No, here, no, no. Here's the thing. No, no. Here's the thing. David Cronenberg's a real mm-hmm. director. Like those movies, like whether whether you like them or not, Cronenberg is immensely talented. Like those Crash is fucked. Like Videodrome is fucked up. But like. And the fly, like, is insane and gross and weird. But Cronenberg is a real director. Like, he did History of Violence, which is a goddamn amazing movie. Well, actually, I think think Crash kind of is, too, but in its own fucking weird way. But Human Centipede's not a real movie. Hey, which one was the fly? The Jeff Goldblum one, where he gets spliced together with a fly, and then he, like, starts to turn into one because he like it's he's working on a teleporter it's been parodied in a lot of shit like the simpsons and everything but like he's the guy who's working on a tele like a 
teleportation device. But when he goes into it, there's a fly and they like merge together. So it starts to turn into a disgusting human oh, fly. Sounds familiar. That's why I asked. But it's super fucking. Weird. It's actually it's the, the the Cronenberg one is a remake. I don't I don't remember the year on the original one because I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the acting in this movie was like awful. Like the dude's wife, like she was like the worst fucking actress. Like her, she was very porny to me. Like I feel like she was just was just doing a porno. Like her, it just. And then fucking Elastigirl was in it. Elastigirl and Bobby California, you know, just going at it because they both got in a car accident. Like there's just like one scene in the very beginning. I gotta say, I fucking. I love your references to actors. Like, your reference points to, like, James Spader and shit is fascinating to me. Oh, my God. I love it. So, yeah. So, fucking, I think that's Bobby California. I think that was what his name was in the office. Okay. So, Robert California. So, Robert California is driving on the road one night. And he kind of swerves, and he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to drive on the other side of the road. So, Robert California crashes into another dude's car. The other dude goes flying in his window, and all of a sudden, Elastigirl looks at him through the other side. Of the, she's, on, she's in the car with a dead dude, so she unbuckles her seatbelt. While unbuckling her seatbelt, Elastigirl flashes her boob, and I guess that's supposed to mean, hey, man, I'm into this shit, too. So then, like, whatever, he gets in an accident, and then, like, his him and his wife are, like, they're, like, in this, like, really open relationship where they have sex with people they talk about it you know like she has sex on things and she's like yeah I don't know sometimes I feel things sometimes I don't and then he has sex because I guess he's a producer so he has sex with his interns because dudes are weird but yeah then you know he has like a little brace like metal brace thing and then the other dude is like hey I'm into that shit too so then they meet a bunch of weird people like them and then you know uh, Bobby, Robert California okay let's just call him Bobby California Bobby California goes to like this like can we just call him James Spader? Can we just call him James Spader? He's an excellent actor. He's had a long career. He's in a lot of good shit. This movie basically derailed his career for a very long time. Can we just call okay, him fine. James Spader? James Spader and Elastigirl. So James Spader goes to like the... the pl- Holly Hunter, by the way. <sighs> fine. So James Spader goes... You don't have to call yeah. her Holly. Like I'm just saying, not everybody's. Most people have not seen this movie. I mean, they're gonna see. They're gonna see Elastigirl. They're gonna look up Elastigirl, and they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that's Holly Hunter." But yeah, so you know, they go to the the place where the the cars are like all damaged and shit, and they bang, and then like they go to this place where I guess uh, fucking the do- weird doctor who's looking at Bobby California's leg was like, "Hey." uh... I do this thing where I recreate car crashes and then like they all get together and it's kind of hinted that they all have orgies and stuff because they're watching footage of like car crashes and they're touching each other's crotches, which is, I watch this at work, by the way. That's on you. Hey, that is on you. I told you this. I told you this movie was about people who got off. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just saying I watch this at work and like I, huh? I mean, I I had to work a 11-hour day on Thursday. So I worked from, like, 9 at night to, like, 8 in the morning. And I didn't have much to do. You know, I had some homework because I'm taking online classes. So then I'm like, you know what? I might as well get crash out of the way. And 
Yeah, I mean, like, it was a weird ass movie. Like, I'm not traumatized by it. Like, I feel like a lot of people were going were going into this feeling bad that I would be traumatized. I mean, I'm not that traumatized. I just think it's fucking weird that people get off of weird shit. And at the very end, like, okay, the thing that was the weirdest is that you know they would play fucking bumper cars with each other, like in their fucking cars in fucking traffic. Like that was the weirdest part. And then they would like crash into each other, and then they'd like they'd fuck. Like the two main dudes, like they did that where it's like at night they would crash to each other and then they crashed somewhere then they banged and then like the the two chicks banged then the dude banged the chick's leg i mean like does her vagina not work like why don't just do it in the vagina like come on like it's right you're so close like her leg that that's farther for you it's probably uncomfortable like they're in the car while doing it i don't know they they like doing things in cars and then like the maid dune and his wife are like having sex in a car and this was before that he had sex with the dude and she's like hey do you ever think about fucking him like do you know did you ever imagine what his anus looks like it's like what the who fucking asks that like how is that no like it just it's just it's so porn is weird that's all i'm gonna say but yeah, I guess a uh, dude that was into like uh, body deformations died. Uh, but they didn't really say that he died. They just like went to like, they tried to find his car so they could fuck in his car. But they're like, um, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, this car is like fucking dead. How dare you? And then um, fucking Bobby California and his wife, they go play bumper cars on the freeway. And then she unbuckles her seatbelt and crashes somewhere. And it kind of insinuates that, um, they want to do this until they die. Like, they will not get full pleasure unless they all die from this, which is, uh, that's kind of weird. So, yeah, that was a movie. Emily's reviews of movies are way better than mine, can I just say? But, yeah, I mean, um, the moral of the story is don't play bumper cars on the freeway and don't have sex with people's legs because, you know, you're so close. Yeah, so please, please act responsibly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was a movie. I'll, I'll, you know, I've already. You know, it was an. I feel like because this was already a book, right? I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, okay. J.G. Ballard. Anyway, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say is I didn't no. tell you to watch this movie. Like, yeah. Like, this is one... I want people to... I want this on the record. Because, like, I told you to watch Labyrinth because everybody should see Labyrinth. I don't think everybody should see Crash. I think some people should see Crash. I think it's an experience. But, I mean, in general, yeah. I mean, in general, if I were suggesting Cronenberg, Crash is not where I would start. Because, like, Crash is, like, upper-level Cronenberg in terms of the weirdness like that and Videodrome where James Woods has a, like a vagina in his chest. What? Um, eh, I, yeah. Yeah. Video. Just look Why up are there vaginas and... in places there shouldn't be vaginas? Does he have this like vagina fetish where it's like it can't actually be the vagina so we're going to put the vagina in other places where the vagina's not? Like in the neck and the leg and the back of the neck and well... the spleen? I don't know. Cronenberg is very interested in, I guess, sort of like the 
the psychology of fetishism and and that kind of thing like that's in that's in quite a few of his movies there's also there's some of that weirdness in i mean the brood's pretty fucking weird but i think i think he's just fascinated by pushing the extremes of human sexuality yeah like but he's also just really interested i mean he's also really interested in violence and sort of the the connection between the two I mean, like, I get that he's interested in violence, but I feel like this movie could have been, like, way more violent. Like, you know, like, we talked about, like, the dude that's, like, a, like obsessed, or he gets off by, like, body amputation, not amputations, but, like, obviously, like, trauma from car accidents. Like, the chick with the vagina leg had, like, this, like, metal brace on her leg, and he obviously was really into that. Like, you could have gone into, like, how that happened. Like, you could have, you know, like, the car accident wasn't really anything other than, like, the dude, like, popping from the windshield and that was dead. Well, yeah, because he's not, he's, he's not trying to make you an know? action movie. I guess. And, I mean, look, he's made some f- fucking violent as shit movies. Like, History of Violence is crazy violent. Eastern Promises has some insane fight scenes in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though, but... Over... Eastern Promises has this... I think it's... Yeah, Eastern Promises has this sauna fight scene, which it... That, uh... It's this, like, fully nude fight scene. And, like, so... Viggo Mortensen, who I'm a big fan of, like, holy shit. And it's, like, five-minute-long, like... Insane scene. Like, one of the most, like realistic just brutal fight scenes I've ever seen in a movie but that's not what Crash is about Crash isn't about like that cause like that part of it yeah Crash is just about people who get off to like things and they find people that get off to those things too so they all have sex with each other some of them die then they realize that in the very end friendship matters no they realize in the end that you know they just they want to do this until they die and i mean like cool like whatever makes you happy but don't play fucking bumper cars in the fucking road like uh but i don't know but yeah again like i chose to watch this movie like no one was like Brittany, you have to watch this movie or else we will release all of your secrets i don't have any but um yeah i mean it was an experience i mean i i wouldn't take it back like if you want to watch this movie, watch this movie. I mean, it's entertaining. Like, I recommend, like, not, like, watching it with, like, friends or significant others. But, I don't know. Just, like, if it's, like, if you want a good laugh, then watch this movie. And that was my, that was my, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think, I think, I think that's the only time that's ever been the description for yeah, Crash. Sure. I mean, but we'll yeah. go with and it. That was my review of Crash, everyone. I hope you enjoyed. Um. We have an email from Willis. Do you want me to read it? Okay. Oh, okay. wait, wait. Yes. Uh, how many seasons will it take Resistance to bring Maul back from the dead? Two or three. Also, what will Maul have as legs this time? A, a goat. B, a porg. C, an at-st, an A-T-S-T. Or D, other. Please pick. May the force be with you, Willis. Um... Blaster legs or lightsaber legs? My... 
Oh my god, lightsaber. How would you? How would a lightsaber legs like work? The, 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 um, so it's not ignited lightsaber. It's like um, just like the yeah the hilt, like the yeah. the hilt, yeah. And then, like, do you do like a handstand to fight people with them? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's Maul's new trick. I mean, you came back from the dead, so you might as well learn something this time. I mean, I swear to God, if they just keep bringing back Maul, like that's gonna be like the joke within Star Wars. Is it just it, they just you can't bring him back again. Like you can have him in other stuff that's set before he got dead in Rebels, but you can't bring him back from the dead again. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm still surprised that we don't have any information about Resistance yet. Yeah. Which is a sign that it's going to be very kid kitty. It's going to be a very kitty show. Because I feel like if it wasn't, if it was like something that was on like Disney XD, well, this is going to be Disney XD, but they're also going to put this on the Disney Channel too. So. It's going to be. But. I wonder, because obviously they're going to bring back some characters from the animated shows, like, to Resistance. You know, like, it's going to happen. Like, someone's going to cameo in it. Who do you think is going to, who's most likely going to be in Resistance? That's from other um, places of canon. I mean... I'm trying to think... Timeline-wise... Who would work? So, I mean, obviously you can mm-hmm. throw Leia in there. Um, I hope they. It. I mean, it's not like it's a big name cameo. I really hope they put Tally in. She'd um, be cute, animated. And and of course, and of course, our favorite big-faced alien guy or the other big-faced alien guy who looks exactly like big Dude, I'm gonna alien riot guy. if they don't have him in Star Wars Resistance. He's buddies with Poe. He should be there. Yeah. Um, you can put in, um, Nian Nub. Yeah. Maybe, uh, Jason Sandula. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, um, Yeah. Fall 2018. Yeah, it just yeah, it's just hard to it's hard to say because we know, like we don't know anything yeah. about this show, like in terms of what they're trying to do with it. I know. I think there was a rumor that they had a subnosis for the show. So, but I don't know. It's not that. I, I, I want an actual date. I think the actual date's like October, like the third or fourth week, you know, the second or third week of October, which eh, should be cool. But. Mm, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, I don't have, I don't have high expectations, but I also think it's probably just, you know, not meant yeah, for same. me. I'm okay with and there's plenty of, like, kiddie shit that's good or entertaining, so maybe it'll be, like, a little kid, but perfectly watchable. Yeah, like, uh, people actually watch the DuckTales, right? The Fucking new the one. New DuckTales is awesome. It's so good. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. You know? And David Tennant is voices Scrooge McDuck, and he's brilliant. Oh, fuck. I really like the new DuckTales. Like, I'm super into it. 
I've never seen DuckTales. You've never even seen the old one? No. You're so young. I forget how young you are. I do too sometimes. But, um, yeah. Email us. Uh, Canobitepod at gmail.com uh, Send us poetry, fuck, Mary kills, top threes, anything you want. Actually, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like if we say anything we want, we're going to get something that is... Uh, who knows? We heard- I mean, it can't be anything worse than our actual podcast. I mean, we haven't heard from uh, Kendall Bitch number one Dom in a while. Yeah, which, by the way, dude, you realize that you don't just, like, automatically get that title for fucking life, dude. You gotta protect that shit. Yeah, and he's cheating on this. Fucking now this is podcasting, like, making music for that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's mutual. It's okay. That's funny, though. He's doing some good work. He's doing some good beats. The Beatmaster Kento Bitch. Number one. Sorry, can't forget the number one. But, uh, anyways, Emily, where can you find me on social media? You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can find our merch at tpublic.com slash users slash EFLind. You can find me on Twitter and once in a while on Instagram at EFLind. You can listen to my Star Trek podcast, He's Dead Jim, where we are going through episodes of the original series every week. We do that with Mick McConnell, who's super cool and lives in Australia. Um, and Charlie Ashby and I are just getting ready to bring back our Twin Peaks podcast, How's Annie? Um, this time we have a permanent co-host Mickey who guested a lot last time we did this so we're really happy to have her full time and we are going through all of the Twin Peaks canon including the books and everything we just recorded our first episode um, last weekend and so we're hoping to have that up soon and that is covering the secret diaries of Laura Palmer and then we're going to be diving back in like season one episode one that's awesome congrats thanks and you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit, and occasionally on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. But yeah, that was episode 52. 5-2. Bye! Bye!